Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at hostpapa.com. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com for premium unlimited web hosting with the highest rated reviews at the lowest prices. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 125. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews and special guest healthcare expert Vicki Fitzgerald. Hi, gals. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. All right. We're freezing down here in the Ozarks. Oh, are you not having wine yet? That'll warm No, me. we're not. We're having tea and coffee. It's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. Well, it's sunny here, but it, the temperature sure has dropped for sure. You can feel yeah. the fall in the air. Yeah. We started out the week at 90, and I think it's supposed to drop down in the 30s tonight. So. Oh, yeah. my. That yeah. is a big swing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Well, what are we talking about today? Healthcare. Okay. We've been trying to get back to it, but mm-hmm. the Kavanaugh deal, you know, got us a little sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly did. Yeah. And just to refresh everyone's memory, uh, Senator McCain thumbs down the vote that would have ended Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. Right. However, we've been led to believe that the mandate was taken away and that also that you would not be taxed if you did not have it. Right. Okay. That's what everybody out there thinks. And guess what? Hmm. I learned today that's not true. Oh. Okay. They've talked about it, they've voted on it, but nothing has been done. Oh. Which even makes the situation worse. Definitely. I've been trying to get a new individual insurance plan. And the one I'm getting, she actually told me does not match the criteria for the Affordable Care Act. And I will be fined, even though I have insurance. Wow. Wow. And and so, not cheap insurance, right? No, not cheap insurance. For sure. So what does health care cost to like I'm Canadian, I have no idea what health care costs in the United States. If I needed to live there and have insurance, what's that gonna cost me per year? Well what I have paid this past year is seven hundred dollars a month. Plus a $6,500 deductible. So you pay roughly $14,000 before you're able to use your insurance. Wow. That's what I currently pay. Now, if I were on Obamacare, I just saw the numbers on that. It would be $1,600 a month plus the deductible. And that's yeah, Affordable Health Care Act. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the Affordable Health Care Act. Now, note that some people have qualified to get a reduction in that or get some money back on their taxes. My understanding was that they took that away 
<laughs> the reason that the Trump and his people, his administration did that was so that the Affordable Care Act would just implode on itself. Right. Which is basically now happening, I guess. Right. Wow. Okay. But it's it's crazy. A lot of companies are not writing insurance. For example, in southwest Missouri, you basically have no one that will write individual policies. Now, individual policies are important because people that work for themselves, like me, that's how you get insurance. You're not part of a group right? Okay. in most cases. Now, they've discussed creating groups to make it cheaper, but that hasn't happened yet. So, in the United States, most people are self-employed. In Springfield, Missouri, we have like 50% of the population is on like disability or social security. Wow. Now, of the population that works, about half of those are self-employed. So now think about the situation if you've got companies that have quit writing these policies. So basically, you have to go to these brokers. You put your name in the computer, and these guys start calling you. Uh, okay. Okay. Then you go through these health assessments. So, in that case, we're back to the pre existing situation. If you have a pre existing disease, and it doesn't have to be much of a disease, they can deny you coverage. That's the one thing everybody had hoped they would keep from the Affordable Care Act. Right. That is the one thing we talked about the other day that Josh Hawley, who is running against uh, Claire McCaskill, that's his big faux pas. He took money for his campaign from insurance companies and has voted against um, pre-existing conditions. Wow, okay. All right, against people with pre-existing conditions. Now. The president said that wasn't going to hold. He was going to definitely be for waiving pre-existing conditions. But Josh Hawley hasn't said that. And we, the conservatives, need these Senate seats. Now that the Kavanaugh situation is over, the number one issue is back to health insurance. All these people are going to be getting letters. Now we're trying to bring this full circle because the Republicans have got to talk about it to win this midterm election because people are going to be getting these letters. Okay. The Democrats have started talking about it. They're kind of going against their own Obamacare. And saying, we'll fix it. We'll do better than the Republicans. (laughs) Let me tell you, they want to give free Medicare to everyone at the cost of $37 trillion, with a T, dollars over the next 10 years. And they're getting that where? 
Yeah, I don't know. From your Canadians, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could be. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's kind of turning out that way, it seems, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, here's a comparison. Uh, I went to the doctor last week. He would like me to have an operation. I got a phone call not even a week later from the surgeon. I don't even need an appointment. I just go in there, fill out the paperwork, and get a date for surgery. So one week to getting a date wow. for surgery. And that used to be six months. I don't know. It, it may have something to do with my past health experience. I don't know. I, I didn't expect to get a phone call for six months. But yeah, a week later. Yeah. And if, you know, you all have done socialized medicine better than anyone else in the world. Um, you know, they, um, in the UK, they're trying to get rid of their socialized medicine because it's breaking the government and they're having to refuse people care. Right. You know, in the United States, we've got people getting rich. No, companies, I should say, getting rich. And the doctors are underpaid. Right. So we we have different people, a different profile of person going into the medical field now. Well, in the nineties, in the nineties, a lot of doctors uh, made the trip south of the border from Canada because there was a shortage. It seemed, and they were paying the bucks. And I, I went through a bunch of doctors in the nineties. They all ended up going and moving to the U.S. Uh, right. Not anymore. It seems to well, have changed the last Well, the doctors used to work years. for themselves. Uh -huh. Now the doctors are employed by the hospitals who are making a load of money. The pharmaceutical companies are making a load of money. But you actually have people in nursing, respiratory therapy, and that's what we're going right. to get into with Vicki here. They're actually making less than they would have made 20 years ago. Oh my. Because the dynamics of the field has changed. Well, it kind of depends on the area as well. Here in Springfield, Missouri, <clears throat> excuse me, we have uh, Missouri State University. We have the Technical Community College where I teach, which we have several allied health programs, including uh, pre-nursing, pre- uh, physical therapy, etc. And we have also Drury University. And what's happening here in Springfield, Missouri, is we are training all of these people within Springfield, Missouri. And then they are getting jobs in the hospitals here. And guess what? we basically kind of overloaded some of these positions in the area, which has driven down the wage. Wow. Yes, starting RNs in Springfield, Missouri don't make much more than 15 to $16 an hour. Wow. I have a master's in nutrition uh, one of the hospitals has, um, MSU has a degree program for dietitians. Um, they also have an internship at one of the local hospitals here. 
they put out the the dietitians they become registered you have to take a national board exam and guess where they start about $17 an hour and if I and I checked this out recently if with me with well over 10 years of experience in nutrition I took some time off between getting my degree and you know getting back into the field but I have at least 15 years of experience um, I would go in at $18 an hour <laughs> yeah mm-hmm that's just what I want to do at my age oh, wow. so um, and if I went elsewhere in the country as an example Oregon I checked out salaries there and I could easily start fifty to sixty thousand, and that's just starting wage there. Right, right. Um, and I could go on up to eighty to ninety thousand, you know, um, pretty easily. There are a lot of jobs that pay anywhere from thirty-two to forty-five dollars an hour. Right, which is pretty much, I think, the the a very close standard to where I live here in BC. Mm-hmm. So you got to think also about these wages and about the fact that these people are paying student loans back for <laughs> yeah. the most part. Yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> you or not. And yeah. the doctors. So what you have is the wages are much lower. So you are getting a different type of person in these fields. Now, sometimes that can be detrimental in markets like Springfield to your health care. Oh, definitely the quality from what I've seen the last 20 years the quality in our two major hospitals has gone down significantly now I can't give you a percentage but just to let you know the average um, infection rate in both of our hospitals major hospitals here in Springfield Missouri is over 25 percent oh my when you go up to St. Louis, which is where I had my surgery, uh, 3% at the hospital. Yeah, that's crazy. My mother yeah. got sick and she got 17 hospital infections oh during her stay. That's how bad it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say there. Yeah. Well, and they also have a program because they can't get doctors and nurses. Um, that will work at this way. Just um, they will bring them in from other countries, mm-hmm. okay, and give them right. a place to live for a month or two until they get on their feet. But they pay them less wages. Right. right. So these people, first of all, do not have citizenship. They may or may not have mastered the language. Um, but they're working for less money. And this is one thing that Trump said he was going to stop on these HB visas. He said from now on, when he signs this bill, and I don't know what's taking him so long, they will not be able to bring professionals over and pay them less than they would pay an American and ditch the American. Okay, yeah. And it's only right. Yeah. Okay, you're looking at doctors having an average of about 300000 in um, student loans. You're talking about a nursing student having about 50000 average. 
at least. Yeah, at yeah. Least I mean, there's people that yeah. have a lot more. Exactly. You know, and, and you can't pay anything back. A lot of these kids are getting um, loans for extra nice housing, which is another story for another day. But that is really shooting up. Um, it's making it very hard for them later on. They can't afford houses. They've got to pay these loans back. These loans they cannot file bankruptcy on. Um, the government will come after them if they don't pay these student loans back. So it's at a crisis. But at the end of this is some really bad health care. Well, I'd say. And um, <laughs> insurance is what ultimately, I guess, is the beginning or the end, however you look at it when it comes yeah. to health care. Right. You know? Um, that's how these people ultimately get paid. Right. And they're they're making deals where the doctors and the are settling for a lot less money. Wow. Now we've talked about this. Are more or less people going into medical fields? It seems like more to me. You know, as I notice, um, the programs that we have at OTC, which is the community college where I teach, uh, we the Allied Health program is the one that is growing leaps and bounds there at the campus. We were just talking about that um, in our um, semester or you know school year kickoff meeting, and. We're getting a lot of people in. Okay, so what's it mean to go into the Allied program? Well, unfortunately, at this time, I see a lot of fault with that because they really do not screen these students very well. We have a very high dropout rate That's, from the program. Okay, I wondered. You know, and I notice this when I teach my Allied help classes as let's just say I have 20 students in the class I would say four to five on average are the ones that I could give a recommendation for actually getting into nursing school the other 75 percent no I would not (laughs) they are enticed by the thought of I'm going to make a lot when I get out but if they stay here they're not going to. Well, and we have, as I said, about 50% of our population is mm-hmm. on some type of public assistance. That means there are a exactly. lot of single moms out there trying to raise kids. Social workers will talk them into going to school yes. and taking out student loans. And, and I do believe they gear them towards the medical field. They do. Sometimes they can't make it through that. No, there's a lot that cannot. They just... They have, you know, they're trying to work full time. They're trying to take care of their kid. They're trying to go to school full time and uh, forget about sleeping in the middle of all of that. They, I see a lot of struggling with students. And some of them probably could make it through if they didn't have all the other responsibilities on top of it. But again, coming out of their degree, whether it's an LPN or RN, and I'm focusing in on nursing, um, they're just not going to make the money that they think that they're going to make. And you would assume someone would really check that out, but 
not really. Well, or if you're sitting at home, mm -hmm. um, you are a single mom with two or three kids, and your opportunity tells you you can make whatever minimum wage is, $7.50 an hour, something to that effect, and $15, $16 sounds like a lot, maybe, even. It would. And, but when but, you're paying back loans, yeah. and you're getting... You, it's not that much money. No, it isn't. In fact, they can't even afford to pay back their loans. No. So you, know you have a lot of loan defaults, and then you've got these people in legal trouble. Exactly, because like you said, the federal loans, you cannot bankrupt on them. No. Some people just continue to go to school so they don't have to pay back the loans. I've heard of those. Oh, as well yeah, too. I think yeah, there's we, a lot. We have mm -hmm. those, too. Mm -hmm. So it is, health care is right about 22% of the GDP in the United States, and it is a train wreck from the word get-go. Health insurance is a, rain, is a train wreck, getting actual care, and the education. It's all a train wreck. And without it, you could bankrupt our country. Forget about the care of the people. You've also got an aging population of baby boomers that need more medical care. And we are not equipped to handle it. Like I've told you before, Connor, uh, the Canadians have been able to handle socialized medicine actually quite well, a lot better than most Americans believe so. But in the United States, if you give an inch, they'll take a foot. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, you know, there are a lot of Democrats that are talking about Medicare for all. That is $32 trillion price tag over the first decade. That's trillion with a T. We don't have that money. Well, So talking about it is just ridiculous. I think you could probably subsidize that with, with a monthly dividend payment of $100 per family, that kind of thing, because that's basically what we have here in BC. You pay um, a fee for your health care, a monthly fee. We're one of the only provinces that still does that. The other provinces, health care is free. So the big difference here, though, is our, is our government owns the hospitals. They're not privately owned. So everything right. is very carefully price controlled. Um, you can't charge crazy amounts of money. You can't mark stuff up. It doesn't work that way. Here's the price for treating this. Here's the price for this test. Here's the price for this medication. And, and well, now it, here in the United up. States, you can get a different price I mean, there is no pricing that right. is even close to the same. And you guys no, are getting no ripped standard. off. Yeah, you guys are getting ripped oh, off. I mean, you, we're getting ripped off, and we're getting sicker. You're you're paying four to ten times the price for uh, of the same medication that I am here. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you start started. talking about medication, you know, um, Vicky was just talking about her inhaler. Yes, my asthma inhaler, um, prior to the new uh, care year that started June 1 a few months ago, 
I was able to get my inhaler uh, with my insurance and a, a manufacturer's coupon. I could get my inhaler for $10 a month. Good for me. Okay, well, after June 1, I found out that my insurance only paid $50 toward the about $400 that this uh, inhaler would cost, you know, if I just paid cash for it. And then I had the manufacturer's coupon of $50. So guess what? My inhaler now cost me between $250 and $300 a month. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I have a mild case of asthma, but I'm wondering what these people that really have a severe case, what are they doing for well, this? People are actually dying from all of this. And that's, I think, actually, I'm going to be very blunt here, is that's what they want. <laughs> are, you know, I'm Kill off, let blunt. the sick people die. Yeah, I mean, yes. really, you got to think about it. It's sort of um, good business. Yeah, and let me tell you this, and I can definitely see this in not so distant future, is let's take an example of type 2 diabetes. Okay, you know, there's type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Type 1 is an autoimmune disease where your body attacks the insulin-producing cells. But with type 2 diabetes, it's generally, it is an epidemic here in the United States, and it's associated pretty much solely with obesity. Well, I can see in the near future, insurance companies are going to be considering that this disease is a disease that you caused yourself. So we will not be covering it. We won't cover the insulin. We won't cover the oral medications. We won't cover anything. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're already seeing inklings of that mm -hmm. because a lot of insurers won't insure people with type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, I I think um, I'll bring back something you said not too long about Connor. How much a, a dozen eggs in the United States is about a dollar. How much is a dozen eggs in Canada? Large eggs or extra large? Extra large would be four ninety nine, and large would be three ninety nine. That's a regular yeah. price. Connor had a, a, a told me not long ago that if we would just raise the price on our food, we wouldn't be so fat. <laughs> I tell you what, you know that is a point, and you know there's a big misconception too of. Uh, most everyone that I talk to about nutrition is it's cheaper to eat the fast food. Well, not really, but no one here will take the time to be aware of what foods are in season, what's on sale, and buy accordingly and take at least 10 minutes to prepare their meal at home. They just go through the fast food and eat, you know, artificial quote unquote food. We live in a particularly obese area. Just yes. so you know, I mean, there are different regions of the United States that the problem is worse and less worse. Right. Yes. Actually, I, I mean, when I go to New York, I never see anybody fat. Because they all walk so much. Especially in the city. And it's expensive to eat. Yeah, you know? well, there you go. So, mm -hmm. I mean, but here, but, you know, we've been talking, uh, Vicki and I have been talking a lot about this. 
and different um, socioeconomic groups have different relationships with food. Some of the very um, poor people on assistance are eating and are addicted to pasta, which is unlike some of the middle-class people that are eating too much red meat. Right. If you could give a little more red meat to this lower-class people eating pasta, they would lose weight and take a little red meat away from those middle-class people. But different groups have different relationships with food. However, the end to all of them seems to be obesity. Right, yeah. which which causes a, a shit ton of healthcare pro- problems, right? Oh, we could save a lot of money if we could just get rid of some obesity. And, and you know, you don't even, eating bad, even if you're not obese, has consequences. Remember those ads back when we were a kid, you are what you eat? Yeah. yeah. That's the truth. I mean, you don't have to be obese. There are a lot of thinner people that eat really poorly and have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, mm-hmm. um, and and just eat quite poorly. Right. Well, we're one of the countries that still allow what is called hydrogenated fats in our foods or in other words, trans fats. Right. These are illegal in a lot of other countries in the food system, but we still allow it. And, and this, this particular substance is processed. It sticks in your veins and arteries more than even natural saturated fat like butter and increases your risk of heart disease by 25 to 30% if, if you're consuming it at all. Wow. You should totally eliminate that read the packages Mm -hmm. and try to stick with whole foods exactly that would save a lot on our insurance yeah not everything can we blame the government and the, the insurance companies because a lot of the problem we have has to do with the way we take care of ourselves well, I know and you guys people are just totally unaware you of got, their own behavior. You guys allow a lot more chemicals and stuff in your food than we do up here. Uh, recent controversy was with our new NAFTA deal with with Trump is mm-hmm. that uh, it opened the market uh, here for milk from dairy producers in the U.S. And your guys' uh, product has a lot more chemicals and things in it they allow uh, that are actually have been in past banned in Canada. So that has uh, just opened the door to more stuff in our food too. Yeah, so. yeah. There's and there's a lot of controversy. And one time, just a little side story. Um, the FBI set up a sting because there were mothers trying to buy milk directly from the farm that was unpasteurized. Right. They set up a sting at one of the parks where the mothers were meeting the farmers to get the milk. <laughs> wow. They threw the mamas and the farmer in jail. Wow. Because they wanted, um, um, mm. you know, milk that did not have a lot of chemicals and pasteurization and you know pasteurization there's lots of arguments both ways but um can you believe it out of all the criminals and the drugs there are around here they were um doing the milk you know i i even saw the pass off it was at sequiota park (laughs) wow (laughs) 
That's uh, the only Well, there are a lot of areas in this country where it's illegal actually to grow your own food. Oh, so, my. Oh, wow. So it's, it's wow. just they will not allow it. That's crazy. But also, you, you know, community gardens and gardens have actually helped uh, people in particularly Chicago. I mean, they're killing each other like crazy, but they have done the community garden thing well. Yeah, we do that same thing here. We've got uh, some more than one community garden here, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so. very cool. Yeah, so we can agree there. It's a mess. We can agree, and we don't always agree, but life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Thanks, Vicki, for coming and talking with us. Sure. We're not going to solve the whole problem today. No. <laughs> I think yeah. we need a few more meetings. <laughs> Godspeed, girls, and thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at hostpapa.com. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com for premium unlimited web hosting with the highest rated reviews at the lowest prices.